Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to part two of a discussion about curiosity with Simon Brodkin and Kagi Dunlop. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't describe Simon and I as like standard blokes. We're obviously in the business of over-communicating for a living, so we're probably not like the best examples. And I, I've definitely evolved in the last 10, 15 years of my life to become more open. There was a real low moment where me and uh, Lindsay were having a gathering at the house. We're still living down in Essex at this point. And I've been friends with um, my mate and his brother, for, I better not say the names, for years. Since we were kids, and the brother turned up with his wife and his two children, and I couldn't remember the name of his wife or his two children. So it wasn't my main friend. I've still known him since he was born. It's just where I'd, we'd been out so many times, it had gone past the point. And what actually happened was, I tried to do this as stand-up, but it's sort of sitcom unbelievable, so the audience just didn't buy it. But this is actually what happened. I went upstairs to where the coats were being stored and sort of went onto my laptop, went onto Facebook, went onto my friend's page and was scrolling down to try and desperately to find pictures of the kids and wife. And that's when the fucking wife walked in with her coats. And I'm on my laptop looking at pictures of her and her children. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got two choices. Tell the truth and look like a callous serial killer or not say anything and look like a pedo. They were my options. And I thought, I've got to fucking start taking more interest in people on a, on a less superficial level by the way this has been studied women are more curious about people duh if you look within the field of psychology females on average are more curious about people why men are more curious about things i hate saying that in 2022 and if you listen to this in 2042 apologies if i've been cancelled but this is this is the biggest interest difference between the genders that's if we equate interest with being curious and I'd say that that's a socially conditioned thing because it's, you know, historically been very much a man's world and women have had to adapt to that structure in order to fit in, whereas men haven't had to adapt to a woman's world. Yes, and I I would agree with you, but I'm a big fan of studying people I don't agree with to try and, well, I find it healthy, like having exfoliation. I've been putting off and putting off and putting off reading this Jordan Peterson book because I was terrified that I might agree with something in it and turn into like an alt-right incel and cut my genitals off and start hating women or something. But there is quite a lot of, it has been studied, it starts quite early on with boys being more interested in mechanical win things and girls being more nosy about interpersonal now what now is that a conditioning from day one there's also been studies done behind a mirrored glass 
with newborn infants with their parents and then female infants are actually held different by the parents. So that would score on... on and what about so. the toys that they get? Well, that's what I was going to say. Think about, yeah, toys for boys and toys for girls. That kind of yes, exactly. sets that up. And then that kind of ties into why women are... Well, someone just said the other day that's why women are worse drivers. Because <laughs> men get given these toys and it gives them an idea of spatial awareness. And... But only they're not. They're not. <laughs> Again, statistically, men have more crashes and, and, and need higher insurance. So that's just... Oh, really? That's so just again, that's just not true. No, we just drive more like legends. <laughs> <laughs> it's the roads that's wrong. Uh, I have a daughter and a son and like to think of myself as fairly liberal-minded. So I am, from day one, have been, you know, aware and trying to counterbalance what goes on in their lives. First of all, it's impossible to because we already have all of the baggage that came from the people and the society. It's not just you open every single thing, you step out, every bit of marketing, every bit of everything is geared towards these two different worlds. And then... Ask, you know, me or Russell, oh, we like to think of ourselves as not going down the cliched man, cliched woman, we're independent, free thinking. Look at our haircuts. <laughs> Every single bloke who I, 99% of them have short hair and 99% of women have long hair. And I know that's a bit of a trite thing to say, but it just allows you to step back from all the people who are talking about themselves being, no, we're not dragged down by what society's got to say, we totally don't see a difference. Just look at haircuts in the UK. <laughs> we separate ourselves so distinctively in such an obvious way. So to state mm -hmm. that, oh, it's 2022, these things don't exist anymore, it's just piffle. Yeah, and it's so embedded in us, it's, it's not going to change within our lifetime. It's something that's going to take a really long time. But I, I would like to ask, is it true that men view vulnerability as synonymous with weakness yes yeah that's something i'm fighting against with this but if you want a, if you want a non-bullshit to the point answer it's yes. yes but the trick is to realize that some weaknesses can be beautiful or good it doesn't need yeah. to be a, ne a negative thing because i find things like from failure comes success bloody blah, blah but in themselves if I see weakness in my best mate, Dan, because he's ill or because his wife's left him, I don't view it that. I think it's, I answered no it's quickly, but I think what I meant was self-reflectively. There are, don't get me wrong, there are silverbacks out there that see other weaker men who's weak. But I think the majority of vaguely emotionally educated men probably wouldn't see that as weakness in another, but in themselves. They wouldn't want to show the vulnerability for fear of looking weak, but to who? Yeah, because it's so deeply embedded and it's and it's wrapped up in shame. And I think that that's a real struggle for men to have these conversations. And that's often why it's armed with humor because that's the way that kind of people can navigate it. Whereas women don't have that with vulnerability. And that's, I think, a big part of why we're able to have these conversations more freely we have obviously our own things and that's often to do with like body image and how society views us as you know or objectifies us so we often see our worth around beauty and looks whereas for men like masculinity is so wrapped up in being strong being the savior having to provide and so anything that seems like it might be weak or vulnerable mm -hmm. is viewed as a massive flaw and that's actually not the world we're living in anymore but i think we're just you know, trying to like navigate those waters and... But it also tracks back to, to um, the reaction of one being open from the style of conversations that women and men seem to have from an early age. Again, I feel like I have to caveat everything by saying, I know it's not true for everyone, 
But in my experience, yeah, that openness exactly. that exists between women friends allows a vulnerability to be there from of the course. word go because you're talking about personal, interesting things to ones, you know, in your lives as soon as that friendship begins. Whereas most friendships, you have to take a massive swerve to the left in the, to go, lads, I've got to tell you something, I'm really struggling because there yeah. has been 15 years of mocking each exactly. other, laughing and goat videos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that. It's not an actual video, brother. Uh, so it is. So, but uh, also, I mean, the, mo the most pure version of that would be crying, right? I'm not even going to waste time asking when was the last time you, you cried in front of your friends because I'm guessing Kagi would have no problem getting, oh my God, what a bastard Graham's been and cry in front of her friends. Whereas, the, you know, I'm guessing Simon and I have probably never done it unless pilled, stroke, drunk off our tits and got over emotional, which doesn't count. But it's a more interesting question to ask, are you comfortable with crying on your own if you were down? Even that I don't do very often. So who the fuck am I protecting it from then? Obviously, we are trying as a society to move away from those set roles that aren't doing anyone any good. But I, I believe, and there's someone um, who's passionate about some of the science as well, we are filled with different chemicals. And Russ, you just made a joke about being, you know, off your face on whatever chemicals and suddenly you're going to cry. Well, that's sort of the point. If we had simply the oestrogen and the lacking of testosterone that women have, I we would, I believe, be have a different slight frame of mind and be more willing to be a, a little bit more open with crying. I mean, it, it cannot just be that the lack of crying that goes on from all of me and my mates versus the huge amounts of crying. And I think it's a great thing, <laughs> obviously. It is, it, it's an extra facet of this multi-dimensional emotional relationships that I think w women mostly enjoy. And crying and being vulnerable is a beautiful thing. My wife cries, you know, lots and not just because I'm with her. <laughs> Sometimes it's because you're naked as well. <laughs> exactly. So that's, a that's them weeping, the double way. But, but, but I, I'm almost jealous of that ability to open and clear emotions and clear her brain and move on. I'd say it's way more complex than hormones, though. I don't think that that... I think that might... You know, obviously, I don't know what it's what it's like to to be a man, but I, th I think a huge part of that is societal i think it's a cultural thing as well because uh, just to, to say because i don't want people thinking i think it is all hormonal it's not i'm saying that is a part of it yeah i don't know i'm gonna kind of just for the conversation like challenge that because i think that that's a narrative that's been pushed to make women who you know especially to do with their cycles it's like oh is she pmsing like oh she's hormonal whereas men's default setting is is allowed and this is a huge problem for men is to go to anger when actually there's a plethora of emotion probably under the surface, but there's not been much space or encouragement to communicate those things. But are we not, for one, I'm going to use a word that basically has no meaning now, but are we not, <laughs> for want of a better phrase, now just being too woke? By denying actual science, if you were to take my blood, take your blood, we have different hormones running through our bodies, which of course leads to differences in how the brain works because the brain is bathed in those hormones. Why would mm -hmm. we deny that? Okay, totally. I, I completely get that. And I'd have to actually, as, as a caveat, I don't know 
how much of that plays a part in our ability to be emotionally expressive. But from my own personal experience with men that I have in my life, I know that there is a deep desire to go to those spaces, but it's blocked by upbringing, by school, by family dynamics, by the workplace, by the way that they can't communicate with their friends. It's there, it's very present. And that doesn't feel to me something that's just estrogen and testosterone. It's more mm. something that's actually not being encouraged or allowed to be expressed. And we and we inevitably fall into nature versus nurture. And you know, someone says, yeah. it's about 60% nurture, end of debate. I, I like that answer. <laughs> 60% nurture. Everyone's happy then. One thing to mention is we've got that nurture because of nature. Lots of it didn't happen by accident. We started off a fairly level playing field. And so I believe that some, not all, of course, and let's do everything we can to make society, which is hideously unequal, more equal. You just have to look at women pay, the number of women who are at the top of board, all those stats. It's fucked up at the moment. But I still think there will be, even if we were to completely readjust that, I still think there is something within us that is unarguable that gives us a slightly different mindset because of the hormones that are there. I think because of that, though, (laughs) nurture actually informs our nature and culture informs our biology. It's true. (laughs) No, I know. We've reached the end of my IQ. We we reached like the last turn off of my IQ. (laughs) I ran ran out of road. I had too many gummies in lockdown. Uh, Sorry, just uh, this this is absolutely... Do you know, I, I feel like a splinter episode, nature versus nurture. Producer Raymond, write it down. Either one of you are welcome back. But just to get it back to curiosity, talking about inequality and inborn differences and conditioning, I feel like the elephant in the room here is, isn't it quite a cultural class-related thing to be more curious? There's so many men just crying out to impart their emotions to me in a cafe. Well, Terry the Builder probably isn't. He's fucked and couldn't give a shit. And he never is going to. I mean, he's reachable, don't get me wrong. But there is a class difference. With curiosity particularly, though, it's almost like a luxury you can acquire when you've got the mental energy to have it, male or female. I don't suppose Mm -hmm. there's many uh, teachers who have been in primary school, female teachers been involved in safeguarding during lockdown that are curious about fucking anything except what's for dinner tonight and have I got a hot bath? I completely agree with that. It's a privilege in itself. I would also not want to massively generalise that, you know, people in certain situations aren't, wanting to explore these themes but it's also a question of whether they not won't can't don't have the capacity to can't. yeah Fucked. because no, they're no. just on survival mode or whatever it might yeah. be so yeah i would i would definitely agree with that ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. What about social media here? What role is it? We're definitely more curious, bordering on nosy. I mean, I'm, there, there are things I'm curious about now that I was never curious about before. I mean, if Simon was to put his workout regime on, I know I would probably fucking look at it and be curious to the point of how many how many sit-ups is it? These are things I wouldn't have given a shit about 10 years ago unless we were sat together in a dressing room and you were like, I'm doing some workout. Do you want me to write down what I've been doing? I probably would have been interested. But it's sort of because of the, the ambient scrolling of things I might not be curious in going past my eye and then generating a curiosity that wasn't there. I feel like we are more curious, but not necessarily in a positive way. Yeah, I don't know whether there's a gender difference there. I don't think so. Well, what's interesting, you can argue the counter of that in that what the internet and old bung social media in that originally was thought to do was allow us all to open up to every idea every concept, every new thing, and open our minds and broaden the horizons and become amazing, brilliant people. It's actually made us closer what our interests are smaller and smaller because we can find communities that are just into that sort of thing and we don't want to hear about anything else that is against that thing. So it's actually, I wonder if on the face of it, it's meant to make us more curious when actually it's done the opposite. Hmm. Kagi? I also think there, you know, there are more options than ever before and there's, you know, a plethora of things that we can explore out there and we just have to go onto our phones to sort of view all these various things. But it's also creating, I think, a lot of unhappiness because as human beings, we're not able to process that amount of information. We haven't caught up to that speed. So if we are given 10 options of what to do in our life versus a thousand the people that are given 10 options are far happier than the people that are given a thousand because our mind just doesn't work that way yet so i think we're skimming the surface of a lot of different things we're curious about but we're not actually able to discern what's authentic or aligned with our you know unique interests because there's just so much noise out there so it's really hard to to navigate this space and i i you know we're living in comparison culture as well so there's always someone that's doing it better and it makes you constantly feel like you're falling short. So just to, I mean, we can't answer this question categorically as we've discovered with the nature, nurture and biology and hormone debacle, but um, this has been studied. So let me read out both studies before you jump in. So women are less likely to ask a question than men. So an observational study conducted by the University of Cambridge looked at 250 seminars held in 35 institutions over 10 countries. The ratio of men and women was almost equal in all the seminars and women were found to be two and a half times less to ask a question as compared to men. But they also studied how many women had burning in questions inside that they didn't dare ask because of societal norms. So in another observational study was conducted where 303 females and 206 males from different fields and across 20 countries participated. The majority of people reported not asking a question when they had one. 
women that is, that the reasons for both men and women were different. Women rated internal factors such as, oh, I don't feel clever enough, I don't have the courage, I was worried they might misunderstand, but I might be misunderstood by the speaker. And men, these internal factors were not the reason to ask the question. They just didn't ask the question. Because what? Why didn't men answer the question? They didn't ask the question because they didn't. They might have a question, but they worried it might not be the right place or that doesn't, question doesn't belong there. But women had uh, like yeah. social humiliation, internal factors. Mm-hmm. Men had external related to where we were in the seminar. I see from my kids, there's sadly this self-esteem, confidence, whatever you want to call it. And I, I, I wish it wasn't true and I don't know how we can change it. But there is this seemingly female male divide ticking lots of boxes which would be very nice if they weren't ticked and that is played out in that survey in that there is you know the sound of our own voice the confidence the self-esteem the we're going to be right the we're brilliant versus sometimes the opposite in place with women and um yeah, I think it's tragic to see that still happening. But Kagi, what's what's at stake here isn't just like some sociology point where we get worried about girls not asking questions. If you're in politics, for example, or you're in an ad agency and you want to make loads of money, or you're a production company, you want to make the best TV program or podcast, you literally make less money and have less good outcomes if you're not getting the great questions and ideas from people whose ideas are equally as good and great, but they just didn't have the confidence to ask them. How we got around it in my agency, and this is not just a gender thing, this is all also the prejudice we have against introverts versus extroverts as well, which is a totally different subject, but sort of mirrors this. There was an anonymous question portal after a meeting. You, you didn't know who'd submitted the question. So it came from a, an anonymous email. So if your question was, you know, why are we approaching Vodafone for this contract? I don't feel it marries with brand X, but you thought I better not ask that in the question because I'm an introvert, because I'm a female, because of sexism, patriarchy, whatever. You could submit it afterwards. And we had some fucking great ideas come through that portal because people that didn't feel empowered to speak, we were losing their intellectual capital. And we need Mm. those quieter voices sometimes. But is that really solving the issue? It is if you're looking for intellectual capital. It's not solving the personal issue of that person feeling disempowered. But if you're sat in that meeting thinking, I know the answer to this is we need to do like a lilac wash across the branding with an aerial font. I know that's going to sell. And then boom, you can have the confidence to submit it anonymously. You can always harvest the glory afterwards showing it sent from your device. And that happened on many an occasion. Yeah, but I think, you know, <laughs> I think that's tragic in the sense that then that idea gets taken and then the person that actually had it never got the confidence to speak it or really get the opportunity to to claim it either. So I think I'd, I'd be more interested in actually approaching that how we can encourage women to ask those questions in the first place. The counter to that is that the way these ideas are harvested don't suit those people. Yeah, a brain, mm-hmm. everyone's like, well, why can't women speak up in a brainstorm? They should. Well, maybe the brainstorm is the issue, not gender politics. Maybe you're sat around maybe. on couches shouting ideas out is a flawed way to exchange ideas. Maybe. maybe maybe that's the issue. And there is a better way of doing it. I don't know. Fuck me, man. This shit's deep. Right, last question. Relationships. Are you the more curious partner in your relationship, would you say, Kagi, or not? Um, No. My partner is very, very curious and, you know, that's, it's been really interesting for me to actually have that experience with a man and see that he has just as much curiosity about the same kind of things, about personal development, you know, reading and all these books and understanding himself better. So, yeah, it's, I'd say it's pretty balanced. Simon, I think I know the answer to this. Unless you count being in a relationship with yourself. I've never asked her, to be honest, so I've no <laughs> idea. Um, Perfect. 
Uh, that is the perfect way to end, Simon. We're out of time. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much to Simon Brockin and Kagi Dunlop. Uh, if you've come here as fans of either of these two people, highly likely, please hang around, hit subscribe, leave a review, go back through previous episodes if you've got the curiosity to do so. Hit subscribe, leave a review. Thank you very much for listening. I've been Russell Kane. Goodbye. I'm just going to Google myself. Oh my God, I'm so hot. <laughs> Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.